Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, we're looking at the green energy trend of replacing food farms with solar farms. I think it's fair to say at this point that in our zeal to transition to green energy, when it wouldn't happen on its own, at least on this timetable, based on market forces, so government, taxpayer money is spent, regulations are made to encourage it, well, there are all kinds of unintended consequences happening. I've been reporting on one big one here and in Europe. We were so anxious to make the transition to green energy that we did so many people think before we had enough green energy capacity and delivery systems to handle the demand, which has left us short. Europe's even worse than here. Skyrocketing prices are a result, shortages, rationing, and even blackouts. Something else that's happening is land across this country is being gobbled up for solar and wind farms. They take up a lot of space. Sometimes the land that's being gobbled up is farmland that used to grow food and raise livestock. And some see this as a big problem down the road. That's the topic of my cover story investigation this week on Full Measure. That will be Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. In this podcast, we're going to hear from several people in the discussion who are key to it in Wisconsin, where I visited for the story. First, there is the congressman from Wisconsin, Tom Tiffany, explaining what he sees as the problem, and I think that's a pretty good setup for the discussion. One note in this interview excerpt, you're going to hear Congressman Tiffany refer to Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who's the Democrat that was in charge of Congress but no more. I interviewed Tiffany while researching the story prior to Republicans taking over Congress. I had a local farmer in the district who said that I could get paid up to $1,000 an acre to convert my farm into solar or wind production rather than um, growing food. And so it raised just a lot of questions, and we've been following up since. Is this happening around the state and around the country? It is happening around the country, and it's happening in the state of Wisconsin. And there's uh, a lot of concern. And one of the concerns that we're bringing forward is, are we going to this renewable energy, which is intermittent, is only on 20 to 25% of the time in giving up food production as a result of it. Because if you pay a thousand dollars an acre, a developer for putting wind or solar into, um, a piece of land, uh, they cannot, farmers cannot pay those type of rents. Rents are usually 150, $200 an acre. And so it really squeezes out productive agriculture. Has somebody thought about, do you think in the big picture, the overall impact if farmers around the country get so much more money to use their land or to sell their land so it can be used for green energy versus growing food. 
I don't think it's been well thought out. And, and I think you see that in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which, um, uh, cements those subsidies into the, uh, into the foreseeable future. I think they didn't really think about this thoroughly. The incentives are to move towards this intermittent energy, but what's going to happen to our land? And when you look at, I mean, crop production this year is going to be down based on USDA estimates that we're seeing, and we're seeing food shortages around the world, we may be headed in a very bad place. And that's why I've introduced legislation to not incentivize this on productive agricultural land. Can you explain why it can be so profitable to use agriculture land for green energy? It has to do with them getting extra money from the government or from taxpayers, right? Yeah. Typical rents are 150 to $200 an acre for agricultural land for somebody that's producing, you know, corn, soybeans, whatever the crop may be. They're now being offered a thousand dollars an acre. And the reason these, uh, wind and solar developers can offer a thousand dollars an acre is there's these rich subsidies that are coming from the federal government incentivizing this. It could be as much as $50,000 an acre that they can get via these subsidies from the federal government. That's what's driving this. So I guess the position is that's an unfair, an unfair playing field where the food growers cannot possibly compete with the subsidized green energy. Yeah, farmers uh, can't compete. And for many farmers, they're like, I'd be a fool not to accept a thousand dollars an acre on a contract for 25 years when I'm only getting two, uh, $200 an acre now. And so we've really, as a result of federal government action, we've mismatched the incentives here. That's why we introduced a bill that said, um, you can build these on productive agricultural land, but you should not get the subsidies. More on the bill in just a moment. But have you been able to track how much land in your state has been swallowed up by wind and solar versus the farms? Yeah, it's been tens of thousands of acres. Now, we're not to the same point like some of our neighbors are, Minnesota, Iowa, places like that. But we are headed in that direction. And we have a public service commission in Wisconsin that is really green lighting all these projects. They're not hitting the brakes at all. They're saying, yep, let's keep doing them. And there's tens of thousands of acres that are on the drawing board currently in Wisconsin of productive agricultural land that is slated to be converted. Does the bill that you introduced, first of all, you can describe it again, but does it stand any chance of passing? It's, I doubt that it's going to go anywhere here in this Congress. Speaker Pelosi, um, with the bills that I've put forward, she's not advanced any of them to committee. And, uh, but I'm hoping next session of Congress that we can get a hearing on this and begin to talk, tell this story about green energy. Is it, is it displacing productive agriculture? And are we going to reduce our food supply as a result of that? Um, is there anything the state can do? Has there been a state proposal to, I don't know if you would outlaw it or regulate it? Yeah, I think this, yeah, absolutely. The state could take action. Governor Evers or the Public Service Commission, they could act on this and say, we're not going to do this. And at a minimum, they should at least say, we're not going to put this on productive, productive agricultural land. I mean, Wisconsin, great agriculture state. We grow food for the world and we should continue to do that. Let's make sure at a minimum, even if we're, if they are agreeing that we should build some wind and solar facilities, don't put them on agricultural land. And then you mentioned what the bill would do. Um, 
the bill that you propose that could pass next time. Can you summarize that again? Yeah, the Farm Act, what it does is it says um, you can build these facilities, but you don't get the subsidies if you're siting them on productive agricultural land. So let's say somewhere in the country that um, it's out in the desert or wherever, you can still build these facilities. Um, you just can't build it on productive agricultural land, as we're seeing in the Midwest. And I think as we see food shortages looming around the world, that we need to be very cognizant of making sure that we don't take productive agricultural land out of production. To me, that is the highest and most important um, public policy that we can implement is making sure that our people are fed. Congressman Tiffany's proposal, by the way, is dead now that a new Congress has begun and the efforts will have to start all over again. But now with that background, here's Tara Vaspi, she owns five acres of a family homestead in Wisconsin, soon to be surrounded on three sides by a solar farm. What are your concerns, first from a personal level, living here? Um, personally, you know, obviously, you know, aesthetics, but that's not my major concern. My major concern for this property um, is that we have a high water table here, um, and there are just miles and miles and miles of drain tiles that are currently draining these fields and Invenergy has said they're just going to punch through them um, which kind of is which will impact this property because whenever there's a high rain event I end up with water in my basement um, and so my concern is that the drainage is going to just be eliminated which is really going to impact the future of this property and it you know like we are very concerned that there will be you know a hundred year old Fieldstone basement and it could potentially have water in it forever and that's you know there's nothing I can do about it so so then beyond the people that are impacted like you because you're living right next to it in the big picture because this is happening in other states too by the way what are some of your big picture thoughts about this um I actually have been contacted by a lot of folks from other states because they've seen me in other media outlets and um it's the story is the same. And I think that's what's frustrating is that these companies, these merchant utilities like Invenergy, they come into a community under, we call it under the cover of darkness, but legally they just come in, they talk to farmers, they lease the land and then, and then they announce to the community, oh, by the way, you're the lucky winner of this giant solar farm and there's nothing you can do about it. So, and that's, it's literally the story that's happening over and over and over. And communities are not ready for this. They're not, they don't have setbacks. They don't have ordinances. They don't have, you know, there's, they're just not ready to deal with these. Do you think, this may not be your area of expertise, it's fine if not, but do you think from a standpoint of food supply, people should be concerned? I do, actually. That's something that we actually, my neighbors and I have been talking about since we, we've been fighting that we fought it for two years until April when it was approved. Um, and that was one of the concerns even then, that was before the pandemic, right? Is, um, well, what happens when there's, you're eliminating all this grain, you know, and, and what about food shortages? And now with everything globally going on, um, yeah, it is a concern. Um, for for those of us who are looking at it maybe at a bigger picture um and you know the other real concern i think that we all have is when you see these they they tell you that this is going to go back to farmland when it's decommissioned in 30 years or 50 years or whatever it is um the honest reality is once you've done you know i did two years of 
researching these things with my neighbors and it's never going to go back. Those of us who have lived out here and, and understand the land and um, it will never go back to farmland. Um, nobody's going to spend tens of millions of dollars to replace the drain tiles. Um, you're lucky if you can find a farmer to lease it in 30 years, right? Um, and none of these have ever been decommissioned in the U.S. because they're so new. So it's they can say that all these things are going to happen. And yeah, it's going to go back to agriculture. and It's going to be better soil than it was before. But no one actually knows. So they're just kind of hoping and praying, I think, and just throwing it out there and making promises that I don't think are going to be kept. I didn't know Wisconsin was so sunny. Is this a great place for solar panels? <laughs> no, no. Actually, curiously, um, uh, some counterparts of mine who are uh, fighting another project um, in Columbia County, it's with Samsung Solar, that one's called Langdon Mills. The folks at Samsung actually admitted to them that Wisconsin is mediocre for uh, for solar develop for solar pl plants and and solar farming as it were um, so it's a mediocre location um, and they honestly said uh, it's really just about money because so they can make money they can based make on the subsidies they're getting from exactly, taxpayers exactly and that's there's another eight thousand acre project going up in Stevens Point with another and you know they just come in and they're, they're taking advantage of the subsidies and uh, not really, I, I continue to say, look, we're destroying the environment in order to save it. And it doesn't really make any sense. But it's hard to, it's hard to explain that to people who live in urban centers who are like, oh my God, we have to, we have to do this. We have to do this. And I'm like, we could all just put solar panels on our houses. But the problem is with that is that utility companies don't make money and they don't want us to. So um, it really, in fact, in Milwaukee, a few years ago, there was a, a company wanted to work with the city of Milwaukee to develop, a, you know, like a few acres or acres, but on rooftops of city-owned properties. And the utilities went to the PSC and said they can't do that because we're the only ones who can produce energy. And the PSC agreed with them. When we continue, you're going to hear from two more landowners, including a farmer who took the solar deal. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We continue now with Wisconsin landowner Elizabeth Groves. In really simple terms, for people who aren't familiar with what's going on here, could you just give a paragraph overview of what's happening in terms of the solar projects going on farm land? 
Uh, the, the basic overview is that there is uh, an out-of-state company, uh, Invenergy, that is looking at putting in a 300 megawatt solar installation in Columbia County that is roughly going to cover about 4,000 acres. Uh, the actual project area that they are permitting is around 10,000 acres. Um, and that's about, well, they're continuing to permit or to continue to seek leases outside of that. So we know that there's probably plans for expansion on that as well. So from a state level, the solar power industry has discovered Wisconsin. Yes. And its subsidies, I guess. Yes, absolutely. What are your concerns? My main concern is that the majority of this area that they're wanting to put the solar uh, installations is prime agricultural land. So when we talk about prime agricultural land, it's not just a term, you know, that we slap on the end of it, you know, because we're super proud of our land. It's that it's an actual USDA classification that looks at the soil, that looks at the environment, and they give it that designation based on the chemical and uh, physical aspects of the area and its ability to have high yield food production. What's your concern about farmland being used for another purpose that can help people make quite a bit of money? I would say my biggest concern is that over the years, we've seen a continual loss uh, in farmland. Um, that's been a downward trend for several years. The USDA does a report every year uh, where they talk about how many land is currently in farms in the United States. And in 2021, we lost about 7,000 farms, uh, about 1.3 million acres of farmland. So with what we've seen over the last two years with food shortages and supply chain issues and being told, you know, by our higher levels of government that that could possibly get worse with what's happening in Ukraine. It just doesn't seem like a good solution to take some of our most productive uh, agricultural lands, not even just in Wisconsin, but, it, you know, throughout the entire Midwest and, and the country out of production. And are you, um, do you work outside the home? Are you a mom? Tell me a little bit about what piques your interest about this. Uh, well, uh, my background is that uh, farming is in my blood. My grandparents were dairy farmers. My dad was a dairy farmer until he was drafted to go serve in the military in Vietnam. Um, and then they had to end up selling the family farm. But I've always loved agriculture. I've always loved farming. My dream ever since I was a little girl was to own my own farm one day. And so we have a small farm not too far from here. And we are hoping to be first generation beef farmers. It's a, I say we have a micro beef operation right now and we're looking to hopefully expand that so and do you have a family we do yes yes we have four children four mm -hmm. children um do you think this is going to change your plans when you want to become a beef farm it definitely could have an impact on it and that's a, a big issue that we're seeing too is that a lot of farmers in our area and throughout the state actually lease uh, a majority of their the acreage that they that they farm and so with the solar companies coming in and offering farmers upwards of $1,500 an acre a year for these leases, there's no way that a small farmer like myself and, and many other people can compete with those prices. The average cost of, of uh, cropland rental is anywhere from two to $300 an acre in our area. So that's huge. Say that again, compare the price that you pay to farm it versus what they'll pay. Yeah, so the average uh, cost to rent um, farmland in our area, cropland is anywhere from two to $300. And these solar companies are coming in and offering farmers up to $1,500 an acre to lease. 
do you see that it's hard for the farmers to turn that, it's hard for the landowners to turn that down? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, farming uh, and farmers have been struggling for many years and especially in the last two years when we've seen overhead uh, and operational costs just go through the roof. And so I can understand that a lot of farmers are looking at this as a solution to some of those financial issues. And the irony is they're getting paid with your tax money to basically replace the farmland with right. the solar panels. Exactly. Is there anything you can do to regulate, get it regulated or are you looking to get it stopped? Like what is your hope? Um, our hope is that I really think that there needs to be kind of a pause that we need to, to take a step back and really look at the overall picture and what's happening and decide if this is really the best course of action. If we really want to use our prime agricultural land for a less reliable, more expensive source of energy that really is questionable on whether or not it's even renewable or not. When you look at the mining and everything that goes into manufacturing these panels and the batteries. Last but not least, we hear from farmer, or I guess I should say former farmer, Bill Polkinghorn. My dad uh, bought the farm in 65, and I just graduated, and I came farming with him. And then I went on my own for three years at my father-in-law's, because he had passed away. And I was off the farm for 11 years, and then my dad had come down with cancer, and I decided to come back to the farm until 2002, I hurt my back and things weren't getting better for several months later. So that's when the wife and I made a decision the cows needed to go. And then after that, we just rented the land out until the solar came. Tell me about what time period the solar came and did a company approach you or did you hear about it? How did that happen? Yes, it was, oh, 2017 when they first approached, asked us uh, interest in solar, and I knew nothing about solar other than you see on a house or something that there'd be a panel or two. And, but this was going to be a solar farm. And uh, no interest. But then uh, they keep coming back to convention. All of a sudden, my wife and I decide, you know, we're not going to live forever. When we die, what happens to the farm? Uh, kids are going to end up selling it. Government gets, you know, how much. And uh, what's left over, time the kids split it five ways, there's not much left there. This way, uh, they're going to have the farm. There's going to be a good income. It'll buy them a real nice Christmas present each one of them every year. So we decide, yep, this is it. What's the basic difference per acre? If you're leasing it, you can get a couple hundred bucks per acre. If you're leasing it for food farming versus solar? Um, we had a good renter. He paid real good money. But uh, solar pays like two and a half times of what we can afford. And at the time that we took on the solar, 
the farm economy was a lot worse than what it is now. How much longer my renter could afford to pay this rent, and if he couldn't, be a even lower income. And so. So it almost is like a no-brainer. I totally see why you did it. Do you, if you're looking at it from the outside, are you concerned about farmland, though, being bought out or used up or leased by, replaced by solar and wind on a big scale? I'm talking about across the country. Well, in the farm economy, there's a surplus in every uh everything there is, everything grown or raised or whatever, there's a surplus. And it's a matter how our government has been treating that surplus. Uh, I'm not worried about our country ever going short of food. Maybe they won't be able to export as much as they are, but uh, no, it's, it's it's the very small percentage of land going into these projects. It's not gonna hurt the total output. Is there anything else people should know about this? You did a great job just seeing if there's something else you wanted to say that I didn't ask you about. Uh, <laughs> my father-in-law told me before he died, you don't want to be the first one to try something new, but you don't want to be the last one neither. Uh, I was one of the first ones. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what year was that that you said yes? Yes to the solar. Mm -hmm. uh, 2018. How's it working out? There's been struggles. Uh, we finally, it was built in two phases, this particular project, uh, like 900 acres in each project, or each uh, phase. Just uh, last December, phase one got into full production. Phase two, basically done constructing except for actually putting the uh, panels on because there's an import problem there. They can't uh, get them in the country right now. But you're still making your rent. They're still paying your rent the whole time, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. There's a lot more to the story, plus some amazing scenics from Wisconsin that you can see in my report Sunday on Full Measure. That's January 22nd. If you're listening to this podcast after January 22nd, 2023, you can always catch the replay by going to fullmeasure.news. The way the search bar functions at fullmeasure.news is not quite right, but if you click into any page, you will then see the little search magnifying glass and you can put in the word solar in the search bar. You should be able to find this story. Thanks for listening. I hope that you will subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and leave a great review. You can also check out my other podcast, the Cheryl Ackeson podcast. And remember, if you're interested in supporting independent journalism, be sure and visit CherylAckeson.com and click the store tab for great products with smart slogans for independent thinkers with proceeds benefiting independent reporting. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.